Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com Why is marijuana legal anyway? Well, you've come to the right place. Today on Cannabis Legalization News, we're going to get to the bottom of why cannabis is still illegal, how it became illegal in the first place, and the history of cannabis prohibition in America. Stick around, and you'll find out why you should... You're not going to feel good about this story, but toward the end, you'll be like, you have some hope. What's happening, everybody? Me and Miggy are going to get into why marijuana is illegal. So, Miggy, there's a lot of rumors and innuendo and whatever goes on. Uh, why do you think marijuana is illegal? Uh, you know, a uh, great documentary to watch is Grass. That's uh, uh, voiced by Woody Harrelson. So, but yeah, I love the uh, Britannica's uh, short answer. Racism. Right. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's go to the authoritative source, the Encyclopedia Britannica. And what do they have to say about it? So they go on. You, uh, I'll go in there. Let me see. Uh, so why is marijuana illegal? According to Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, since the late 20th century, there had been a growing movement in the United States. So, short answer racism. I love that after the first paragraph. Short answer is racism. And then, you know, what I like to do when I'm researching things, there's, there's an old, this is the, this is what I would consider like the OG of, of cannabis research on the internet. Uh, the druglibrary.org. And so the druglibrary.org has to be one of the first websites on the internet. I bet it goes all the way back to the 90s. And oh, if you want to go all the way back to the 90s, don't forget to give yourself a little bit of love and smash some likes and click subscribe. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the grass documentary totally covers how uh, at the turn of the 20th century, cannabis, as it was commonly known in the United States, was a little used drug among Americans. With the start of the Mexican Revolution in 1910, however, many Mexicans began moving to the United States and they brought with them the tradition of smoking marijuana amid a growing fear of Mexican immigrants. That's true. That's true. And that's actually, you know, I like to go to Wikipedia as well because they have wonderful uh, tables of contents of the history of the legal history of cannabis in the United States and why it's why it is illegal and why it's still illegal. And then they have wonderful footnotes. And we have a lot of these footnotes up. So the thing that you can't ignore in the if you're going to go all the way back, uh, 
yeah, we're going to talk about a guy named Harry J. Anslinger earlier. But even before that, like 100 years before, there's there's these anti-poisoning laws that were going on. And so approximately, no, no it would be 120 years ago now. So like around the turn of the 20th century, 1904, stuff like that, there was an opioid crisis because there was a lot of patent medicine. And patent medicine included uh, cannabis indica being used as a medicine. As you can see here, here is a Cannabis fluid extracts cannabis indica from American Druggist Syndicate. Now, it was, a, it was a pharmaceutical grade thing. However, the pharmacopoeia as it existed then isn't like the FDA now. The FDA actually you know, didn't exist. When did the FDA even start? Uh, it probably would have started, you know, uh, maybe in the 1906 because that's when they started having these types of purity requirements. Did they? I thought they were a newer uh, branch than that. I mean, you know, America hasn't always cared about us. No, it hasn't. But it was 1906, June 30th, 1906. So the FDA was created back then to start to help with all these types of purity laws. Uh, and states were criminalizing uh, cannabis, mostly on the West Coast, because they had a lot of new immigrants that were smoking cannabis. And then you want to know why they may have been smoking cannabis in the 1920s? Because it's good for you. No, no. Yeah. The legitimate answer is uh, prohibition of alcohol had driven up the price of uh, drinking. And so the price of drinking had gone to the moon. Uh, and then a cannabis is a substantially cheaper substance than uh, alcohol. If you actually can grow it, just like tomatoes are cheaper than beer. But well, um, yeah. cannabis is also referred to as Indian hemp. You know, this is a plant that's been around for thousands of years and, uh, uh you know, why did all of a sudden there's this like hysteria about this one plant? And it comes back to control, right? You know, with the Mexican immigrants, you know, I I grew up with it. And, uh, uh, it was part of my heritage. Um, my great grandmother uh, used to use it for her uh, her her arthritis. She put it in the rubbing alcohol, let it soak, and you know, she created a tincture without knowing it. <laughs> created a tincture without knowing it. Uh, but I don't think that's I don't think that's true because tinctures are quite old. And so I think that she knew she was creating a tincture and that it would actually give her uh, pain relief. So there's that. And then uh, as you get into the 20s, uh, an increase against um, uh, anti-Hispanic sentiment, anti-Mexican sentiment. And then you really get to the the if there was a, a villain in the story that is the legal history of cannabis prohibition or marijuana, why it's illegal, this dude right here, Harry J. Anslinger, you're going to, if you do any research whatsoever, after you get past the initial races toward Mexicans in the approximately 100 to 120 years ago in the United States, you get to Mr. Anslinger. He was, he, look at this tenured service from August 12th, 1930 through August 17th, 1962. He was the first commissioner of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, which of course was the, um, uh, the agency that existed prior to the DEA. And uh, that was, what do you think about Harry J. Anslinger? What do you know about him, Miggy? Well, you know, he has a quite a weird origin story, too. You know, they say uh, uh, as a child, he grew up in poverty around the drug addiction. And that was the, uh, his, his, uh, his reason to be champion against it. You know, funny story, great, Harry Anslinger's great niece is in the cannabis industry. That's hilarious. A terribly unfunny story. Harry J. Anslinger himself targeted jazz musicians, in particular the singing Billy, the singer Billie Holiday, with narcotics agents arresting and handcuffing her for drug possession to her hospital bed while she was dying from liver disease and heart disease. It's just terrible, just terrible. And then he, one of the things is there's the rise to prominence that he had, but uh, his usage of what is hearsay, his usage of uh, newspaper reports. 
And then we're going to get into Mr. Hurst and newspaper reports and the hemp decorder. I think the hemp decorder uh, being responsible for marijuana prohibition. No, I just think that that contributing factor, perhaps yeah. uh, the, the xenophobia or the, just the prejudice and the racism toward Mexicans uh, 100 years ago, 120 years ago. That was probably the, the vast majority of it. Um, You're also talking about a perfect storm, right? Because grass kind of looks at that where you have the racism. You have the this is how we're going to control these people, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they are. And then at the same time, you have, uh, you know, the paper mills where it's like, hey, I, I trees, that's my money. You know, like what I what bothers me is these all these idiots, these 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 businessmen, as far as like the paper, because cannabis is an industrial, amazing product, you know, hemp slash cannabis, you know, paper, mm-hmm. oils, uh, uh, you know, that can be diesel oil, cloth and represent cotton, you know, like in the emperor's new clothes, cannabis is multi utility. And I just yeah. think it's, it's, a, it's not just a triple threat or a double threat. Yeah. Cannabis is like a super quadruple threat. I mean, it's ridiculous. But getting back to the history of why marijuana is illegal, we now have to get to uh, the media aspect of it. And so this media, the mass media back then, uh, use of mass media in his forum of yellow journalism. Publisher R- William Randolph Hearst uh, published what Anslinger was calling his gore file, a collection of quotes from police reports to geographically or to graphically depict uh, offenses caused by drug users. See, see, this is specifically whipping up a frenzy of fear and putting it into the newspapers with the intention of prohibiting cannabis. And so, um, they had to be made up. These had to be manufactured, you know. But this, it is. It's his most infamous story is the American magazine concerned Victor Lakata. And then in, in history, you can even read some of his files, probably, I think, on the actual, uh, uh, the, uh, what is this called? The druglibrary.org slash safer slash hemp tax enactment. Uh, you can probably read some of his actual quotes uh, from there. But he would call them the degenerate race. The Mexicans are a degenerate race, Victor Licata, and then he killed all these people, as opposed to him having, like, you know, a psychological illness. Oh, my God. I mean, and again, uh, just this, this vindication, like, of like prohibition all these years of, like, how it's supposed to be, you're, everybody's going to be corrupt and do all these wrongful things and be horrible people. Uh, where are we at now? 2022? How many states legal? Recreational? Yeah. Yes, yeah, smash them likes uh, if you live in a legal state, whether it's medical or whether it is adult use. And then if you guys want to get uh, a license, tune in, hit, click the bell, because then you'll get notification when we're doing and like we're going to be doing a new one uh, about how to get a license in New Jersey here in a bit. But I got you know, to, okay. Well, that's that's just what it is. I mean, like we even did a show where we watched Reefer Madness because it's in the public domain. That was part of his gore files. That was also in 1937. That's the same year that Congress passed over the objection of the FDA, uh, the cannabis. Nope, they called it marijuana because that was more incendiary. The Marijuana Tax Stamp Act of 1937. It's with an H. Marijuana. Marijuana. Because back then, America did not know how to speak Spanish. I just, well, and again, you're using this word that was very, uh, uh, I guess, ethnic at the time, right? Now, it's why people use the word cannabis instead of marijuana. This is this whole, you know, the racism. Uh, really, we don't want, we do not want a plant at a federal level of legality because marijuana is a legal term of art. It is a legal term of art that is uh, just in the Controlled Substances Act, which we'll get to. It's, you know, because we got about 10 minutes left, and that's in 1970 or in 1937. 
So it's in the Controlled Substances Act under the term marijuana with an H, meaning cannabis sativa. And so they are using a pejorative to define a plant against overriding its biological name. And so using cannabis to go back to that, let's let's really uh, let's reintroduce facts into our uh, federal drug policy for crying out loud. Well, it's propaganda. This is all propaganda works. Yeah. Oh man. Branding. I mean, this is cannabis is the oldest. Marijuana is the oldest. What SEO branding slash uh, convincing the masses of this hysterical BS term. You know. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no reason why we're in the position we are, and this is why I think the you know there's a lot of turmoil this is a, this is the wellness issue and, and part of that wellness issue is because prohibition has caused us to be sick mm -hmm. yep and then you needed getting into the 1930s you needed a tax stamp uh to be able to have and produce marijuana and so they don't they don't give these out which was kind of hilarious but there's one from 19 45 in the district of, Mar of Wisconsin, this was probably issued in conjunction with uh, hemp for victory. If it's from 1945 like that. Well, but and this is the, the thing that was used against one of the first cases. The, the worst people that was arrested for, for cannabis was that a farmer um, farmer. Yep. I can't, I can't remember the farmer's name. If you Samuel something. Drop it in the comments. So we've been doing shows before where people have remembered the farmer's name who was actually arrested. And uh, now and, I, and so like they, they prohibited by saying, like, you've got to have the tax stamp to have the weed, but you got to have the weed to have, get the tax stamp. You're like, I have this much weed. OK, here's your tax stamp. During Hemp for Victory, it was fine. They weren't going to arrest you. But before that, they would. And after it, they would as well. And uh, and so that was the law of the land all the way up until 1969, which is and, hilarious. And know? why was Hemp for Victory hidden? Why was him for victory denied and, 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 and not, you know, another thing that Jack Herrer did was bring him to victory light with many activists like him for victory. Did not. No one knew back it existed. Day, people died back in the day. They don't die as they still die. Unfortunately, Betty White is no longer here. It's too bad. But uh, they die of organ failure in their 90s. And so we have a larger uh, collective remembrance. And then we also have the ability to have our data compiled. Uh, through databases, uh, unlike they did in the 1930s through the 1980s, where you could just bury history. And history was written by the people who won. Well, I think the Internet has enabled a lot of the conversation to keep going, too, you know, for mm -hmm. someone who's been doing this online for over 10 years. Well, here's what happened back in the day in the day. Uh, in 1969, Leary versus the United States, that's 395 U.S. 6 from 1969, if you are wondering what the site is, was a United States Supreme Court case that dealt with the constitutionality of the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937. Timothy Leary, yes, that one that liked to explore with um, LSD, uh, he was an activist and he was arrested in violation of the Marijuana Tax Act and he challenged the ground because he said it violated his Fifth Amendment right against uh, self-incrimination. And, you know, if you watch some of those guys, the Pop Brothers at Law, they say STFU Friday. Uh, and they didn't have that ability. Uh, you know, the Fifth Amendment for if you were caught with the weed and you didn't have your tax stamp. Oh, you're mm -mm, bad boy. And then uh, so you, you had to uh, incriminate yourself to be able to get the tax stamp. And that was found to be uh, unconstitutional. And that brings us to 1970. When guess who was the president, Miggy? Is that Nixon? Tricky Dick Nixon. Tricky Dick Nixon. Tricky Dickie Nixon. And then, yeah, in his and then little... when, that's when this started to happen. And this is the arrest data. Yeah. And so, like, you know, 
you know, the arrest data is not the best data ever. Uh, it's it, this is where social equity started right there. Uh, so you can see it. And it really kicked up uh, in 1970. But then it really kicked up that it kicked up in 1995, because that's when people got tough on crime by arresting people for substances as opposed to for, um, you know, actual crime. Well, you, you forgot to mention that this is when the CSA was created, right? Tricky Dicky created the, the CSA. Substances Act because suddenly there's no federal marijuana law. It's out of regulation. And so what are the chaos? Yeah, chaos. Chaos ensued with the history of marijuana being so so for so long, marijuana had been illegal in the United States. And suddenly in 1969, it became legal in the United States because of Leary versus the United States. And they said, well, what can we do? Dick Nixon said drug abuse is public enemy number one. And then they uh, they did the Controlled Substances Act. And that's when they got real slick. So they have this and they have these people that don't know where to put marijuana. And so uh, what they did was they studied it. They studied it and they, they, they put that into part F of the Controlled Substances Act. I don't have anything up about it right now, so I'll just have to remember it from memory. So part F of the Controlled Substances Act allowed the Democrats to feel comfortable in voting for it. But uh, that essentially begat the Schaefer Commission's report in 1974. And the Schaefer Commission's report confirmed what the LaGuardia Commission's report from 30 years previously in the 1940s had also said. Marijuana should not be prohibited. The uh, risks and the detriments had greatly been overstated and the population had been misled. And then here's uh, the thing about the origins of prohibition again, back to the racism stuff. Like, why is it we're in 2022 and we got these jackasses on, on the R side saying, oh, we're going to skip the from 1619 to 17. We, we want to start recognizing hi- American history. You have to recognize it. It's just is it races as uh, uh, Levi Toker putting out. Like, I hope we can just accept this and go on. Like, this should be the point where we all go, okay, prohibition is racist. America has been, this is the biggest flaw and blight in our society and justice. You know, <laughs> we've convinced other countries that they're fucking ways And we are actually bad. turned it up a notch in the mid-90s. We're like, yes, hey, arrest more people. Turn it on. Turn it hotter. But uh, the real problem was that is still a lot of land. And we are, we fast forward until you know, 2022. It is still a controlled one substance. It is still, according to the federal law, Marijuana, not cannabis, but many states today, uh, not today, but yesterday, Montana came online. And I realize there's only like 600,000 people that live there, but welcome. Uh, you now join Illinois and, and Washington yes. State and many other states, the East Coast, the West Coast, um, uh, Virginia, the one that's cracking the South, and having a, a lawful product. I mean, and that's what really can give you hope. But now we're going to get to the regulation. Um, I bet that if, as soon as that, cause there's two bills, there's the safe bank. Well, there's not, that's that not even paying attention to the safe banking act. There's the, uh, more act, the marijuana opportunity and reinvestment and expungement act. Uh, and then also there's the, uh, Chuck Schumer, uh, Cory Booker bill, uh, you know, the cannabis opportunity administration act. And then there's, uh, that other act that was uh, introduced by Republicans. We have bipartisan support for legalizing cannabis in the federal government. And that is great. And I bet it happens before uh, 2026. But then you know what's going to happen? The regulations. And so I don't think we're going to have interstate commerce for six to eight years. Oh, dude, I I think even longer than that. I don't, I think uh, states are going to legalize it first. I think prohibition is going to be by states first. 
the, but then I think you also need to wait until stores are coming online in uh, New York, New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, Virginia. You get states coming online with those types of stores. Now we have even more money that's pouring into the system. And what do politicians do? Oh, they want to control it. They ask, they ask for money. They yeah. dial for dollars. They text for nickels. They do anything they can so they can help you if you just give me $5,000. Here's a funny thing, though. Like, so today in 2022, Louisiana now has smokable marijuana as part of the recreational program. This is a new rule for Louisiana. It's good on you guys for recreational now flower. Mm -hmm. But this conversation is so 2011, right? So it's 2022, and Louisiana's now finally, like, like who would have thought? But good on you for being here. Welcome to the future. Heck yeah. Welcome <laughs> to the future. And we're going to wrap this one up because we're about to go drop into a new one and talk about how much does it cost to get yourself a cannabis application in New Jersey? So, you know, uh, yeah, man, if, if you got them, smoke them. And thank you so much for joining us. If you've learned something about the history of marijuana laws in the United States, don't forget to smash that like, click subscribe and drop us a comment in as to what you have learned. Tag some guy in there, too, because you can tag things now in, in YouTube comments. And we'll see you uh, real soon because you know what time it is. 420, baby. It's 20 past the hour. It's 20 yeah, past baby. the hour. Well, now we just have to reset. And I got another thing shared for all the New Jersey stuff. Cool, man. <clears throat> like I said, we might 